this vegan afternoon, it's Niall Boyler with you on this very cold and wet, wet, no, I was going to say Wednesday, Thursday, it's a very cold and wet Thursday, I'd say if you're out there you'd be frogalized. Uh, it looks like snow is on the way, although some parts of the country they've already got snow, but it does seem to be a kind of wet, sleety snow that everybody's getting at the moment, according to all reports. So uh, batten down the hatches, as they say, keep warm, turn the heating on, get, in, get under the quilt, it's a nice day. You know what I mean? It's a good day for playing dominoes or checkers or playing your PlayStation or whatever it is when you're finished work. Now, what we want to get to today is... Oh, by the way, before we get to anything, can I just mention as well that um, the other day when we were talking about the protests, we um, were talking to Maliki Steenson. Just before we came to Maliki, we showed a video, by the way, of what we thought was the protest, but it turned out to be a different protest. And we showed about five seconds of it. It didn't make a huge amount of difference because the protest that was actually on was very similar with similar numbers, maybe, I don't know. Maybe there were similar numbers, I don't know. But genuinely, when you look at other videos around of the protest that was on on Monday, on Bank Holiday Monday, there seemed to be a few thousand people there. So I stand over that. Um, but uh, it seems that some individuals have taken umbrage with us using the wrong video. Now, we did correct it, by the way. We removed the video straight after the show, and um, we put up on social media the original video and then took it back down again and changed the video. Uh, but one publication in particular wants to fact-check us. So they want to fact-check us on something that we already know is not a fact, that we already changed, that we already edited and fixed because it was human error, but yet they're going to fact-check it anyway. And it just shows to show you the way misinformation can be used in this country as a weapon. In other words, fact-checking can be used as a weapon uh, against individuals they just don't happen to like. So I just thought I'd put it out there. And I do apologise to anybody if you believe that we tried to mislead you intentionally. That was certainly was never the case and we would never do something like that. It was a genuine human error where our production team saw the video on somebody's page, which was meant to be from yesterday. We believed it was, put it up, and I suppose it was a similar scene. So it made no difference. We didn't make any real reference to it, apart from the fact that we said there were thousands of people at the protest, which I stand over. There were thousands of people at the protest. Anyway... Because that is a fact. <laughs> anyway, I want to move on. I want to talk about measles. The HSE, according to the newspapers today, I'm just reading this, the HSE has confirmed the death of a man uh, from measles. This is the first case in Ireland this year. And we don't get, thankfully, many people die of measles in this country. The HSE's Health Protection Surveillance Centre said that a person died in hospital in Dublin uh, in the Midlands Health region. It said public health teams, along with the HSE Measles National Instant Management Team, are taking all the necessary public health actions in relation to the case. The team was established in response to a recent rise in measles in the UK and in mainland Europe. And the Minister for Health, Stephen Donnelly, briefed the Cabinet on Tuesday that a significant increase in measles cases notified, uh, were notified in Europe this winter, coupled with falling rates of the MMR vaccine. Vaccine uptake in Ireland has raised concerns about wide transmission of the disease in Ireland in 2024. Now, one-fifth of the population in some countries have no protection against measles due to the low vaccine rates. And the World Health Organization has issued an urgent warning over measles after an alarming 30-fold increase in cases across Europe, according to them. More than 30,000 cases of the disease have been reported in the first nine months of last year, compared to under 1,000 in 2022. There were four measles cases reported in Ireland in 2023, two cases reported in 2022, no cases in 2021, and five cases in 2020. However, throughout those years, there were no deaths attributed to the disease. While often associated with a rash, there is more uh, to it than the just being a virus. Of course, it could potentially leads to severe complications and in very rare cases can cause death. It usually takes around 7 to 14 days for the first symptoms to appear and you will typically suffer with a high temperature as well as a cough, runny nose, blocked nose, watery eyes. What was it your mother used to say years ago when you got measles you had to go into a dark room? Do you remember that when we were kids? Because for those who don't remember, when I was a child, measles was quite common. 
Well, loads of people got measles because we didn't have the MMR vaccine at the time. Measles is highly contagious, meaning it can spread very easily. And in our day, of course, your mother would insist you try and catch measles to make sure, because you can only get it once. Once you get it, it's very unlikely that you're going to get it again. As far as I know, you can't actually get it again. And the virus is spread through tiny droplets from the nose and the mouth when an infected person coughs or sneezes or touches, shake your hands, all the rest. The usual stuff. Wash your hands, wash your hands, wash your hands. Uh, as measles is a viral infection, antibiotics don't help. So normally, the uh, I suppose the recommendation is you just take paracetamol to deal with the high temperature. Now, the national uptake on the vaccine is below 90% for the first, uh, for seven consecutive quarters. Seven consecutive quarters is only literally less than two years, by the way, can I just point out. So it's not a huge amount of time. They recommend that to get a, keep a herd immunity, we must have 95% of people vaccinated. Now, of course, vaccination rates plummeted many, many years ago when in, I think it was around 1998, that infamous article which was published in the prestigious medical journal, The Lancet, when Andrew Wakefield, former British doctor, falsely linked the MMO vaccine um, to uh, autism. And the paper eventually was retracted by the authors uh, and Wakefield was delicensed by medical authorities for his deceit and they said callous disregard for children in care. Now, the problem is, is we don't want to go back to a point in time where measles uh, becomes at an epidemic level. Nobody wants that to happen. And to be fair to vaccines, and I know people, you know, have their views on vaccines, and I do too, by the way. I'm not pro every vaccination. I think we need to take everything with caution. I mean, 56 million deaths were prevented across the world in 20, or 2000 to 2021, according to, um, this is Gavi, and according to them, uh, 56 million deaths were prevented, mostly, by the way, in the African region, of course, because those vaccines are more important in those areas. In some parts of America, by the way, vaccinations, MMO vaccinations, are what they call mandatory. In other words, you have to get them to get into a school. So, and Australia are very similar too. So, I was, I was going to ask the question today, do you believe they should be mandatory? Now, it would be impossible to make the vaccine mandatory because most of us at our age, we've already got it. We've already got the vaccine when we were kids. A lot of us did anyway. And we got different vaccines too, like things like smallpox that were around at the time and polio and all those other ones, which have all thankfully been eradicated. Although in some parts of the world, they still exist and we'd hate to see them all making a comeback. But in relation to measles, we don't want to see it making a comeback. That's fair enough. We all agree with that. Nobody wants to see cases of measles in children where they're very unwell for a long period of time. But should we make it mandatory? That has been suggested that it would be ethically right, according to one scientist, uh, it would be ethically right to make it mandatory. Now, how you make it mandatory for parents to get their children vaccinated is you say that a child is not allowed into childcare, creches or schools unless they're vaccinated. So that's how you make it mandatory. It's not suggesting that you would be arrested if you don't get it. So here is the question. And do you believe it's irresponsible of a parent not to give their child the MMR vaccine, which is given to children usually after the first birthday? So let me know what you think. The number is... 087188, no, sorry, 085, 085, 122255. That's the other job. 085, 122255. That's 085, 122255. WhatsApp us and let us know, do you believe vaccinations for the measles, the MMR vaccine, should be mandatory for children to gain admission to schools, creches, or anywhere that children generally go, which is organized by the state? Uh, the number is 085 100 Now, let me first go to Morris if I can. Morris, always good to start the show. How are you? How you doing, Morris? Oh, what your left arm for. Yeah. Get a job today, save you for tomorrow. Um, listen, Noel, can I just take the opportunity to thank Malachi Stevens and all the other marshals for absolutely putting on a great job on the protest. Uh, I was proud to watch your Dublin people gathering 
from all over. I know there was people there from Galway. But they can't represent what we are in this country. And if the government won't listen to us, then we'll have the streets. And I'll guarantee you one thing. The next time Malachi is organising another march, I'll definitely go. Mm. I'll be there 100%. I thought it was just fantastic. That's the way you should get out. Yeah, no, and you know what? It, it, it's it's great to, to see people exercising their constitutional right to peaceful assembly. Yeah. And, and it being peaceful. And thankfully, it was peaceful. Exactly. Yeah. And I, even though people were golden, and I've seen some show on Fox News about 11 were arrested. The, well, the 11 that were arrested, firstly, was. Yeah, well, let me clarify. The 11 that were arrested, they, that was after the protest was over. Exactly. And, and, if, you yeah. wa- and if you watch yeah. the video, you know, I know I don't know the people who were arrested, I know nothing about them. But I watched yeah. the video of that, and I do believe that there has to be an investigation into the way the Garda Shea dealt with that. I believe the Garda Shea were heavy-handed uh, under the circumstances. Yeah. You know, there's always going to be people yeah. you know, shouting and roaring at a protest. I believe the guards went completely over the top in relation to that. But anyway, that's, that, that, that's, why, that's just that. a personal view of it. Hmm. Yeah, and my opinion as well. I agree with you because uh, there were certain guards out there who wanted retribution. They wanted to uh, get people back for November riots. There was a guy, there was in that in that video of those people arrested who had they weren't actually at the protest. Well, at that time they weren't at the protest, no. but at, the, at that video there was one particular guard, and he was just walking around pushing yeah. people, people who were just walking minding their own bloody business. They weren't doing nothing wrong. He was just pushing them, and no. I thought this is heavy handed. This there's no need for that kind of behaviour. Yeah, he needs to be he needs to be investigated. But I can get here. I wouldn't say he had his number on his epaulets yeah, while I, he was doing it. I don't know. Like you, I, said, I just I, I understand it's a difficult I'm job. I wouldn't want to be a guard personally myself. I understand they have a dis- difficult no. task to do, but there's no need to behave like that. Anyway, moving on, Matt, exactly. uh, moving yeah. back to, to vaccines, Morris. Sorry. Yeah, um, I think basically one death is one too many, mm. and unfortunately, I was involved in that Andrew Wakefield bloody thing. My young fella had autism around the time the MMR was being given out in Ireland and people were running scared. Now, I already had two children gone through the system with no problems. And unfortunately for me, autism shows itself around the same time that children are hitting 18 months to two years and get yeah. their MMR. Yes. That's the only connection. There's a correlation, not a, connect, not a connection or causation. Yes. yes. No, exactly. And my young is doing fine now. He's 26 and he's come through. And, I, you know, yeah, I've been fighting for him since the day he was born. But I will give parents one acknowledgement. If you want to get your children inoculated against diseases that can kill you, by all means, go ahead. But I don't think you should be forced to do anything that you wouldn't do to yourself or your own children. Mm. I think it's uh, using a poor excuse. And another thing, why would people in this country trust a government who effed up on the COVID and who's effed up? I heard on a news item today, Noel, that a gym, a GYM, a gym for walking out to get fit, was accommodated and taken over to put patients in because of the overflow in a Dublin hospital. What in the name of God are we doing? You mean look after better than Gaza in the hospital where the bomb yeah. No, I, I do understand. You know, we're a first world country. We should be treating people better. There is no doubt about that. But okay, but you wouldn't agree with the idea, or would you agree with the idea? that schools would turn around as they do in some states in America and they don't allow children in unless they're vaccinated. It's like when we were going to school, now. are you christened, are you baptised, are you a Catholic, but then you can come to air school. If you're not, you better get it done and you're not coming in. You know, join the club. I, listen. So would you agree? Would you agree with that policy? Um, I don't agree with forcing things on people, no. Uh, the, 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 the church is losing its grip on this country and that's a good thing because they ruined it for years. But what I'd say to you is, if I have a child or a grandchild coming up, and I've got my children vaccinated to help stop getting diseases that could kill them, 
I'll definitely do it. But don't force it on me. Free will and free choice. Okay, thank you for that, Morris. Sorry, unfortunately, your phone line has gone a little bit dodgy there. I do apologize. Now, I want to go to, I think it's Eric. Eric, hi, how are you doing? Not bad at all. How are you doing, Noel? Good, Eric. I mean, okay, all of a sudden, you know, it's all over the news. One person dies, which is, by the way, not unique or anything like that. You know, people do die from measles every now and again, sadly. Uh, and, you know, all of a sudden we're talking about measles and the WHO are making comments and Stephen Donnelly is briefing the cabinet and it's almost turned into a panic. So, I mean, but do you believe that, you know, vaccines, the MMR vaccine in particular, which has been a very successful vaccine, Eric, in fairness, do you believe it should be mandatory? In other words, that schools will make it a policy that children must be vaccinated? Uh, no, I don't. I mean, in fairness, I mean, I know I got it when I was a baby and I got it when I was around four or five in infant, uh, junior infants, maybe, or senior infants. Um, but I don't know if that was a, a, a thing where it was mandatory in my school, but I, I don't think it is. It wouldn't have been, no. It, be. it wouldn't have been at the time, no. No, and I don't think it should be, Noel. Uh, like that guy Morris was saying, definitely, if there's something that is proven and effective, like I think the MMR vaccine has been proven effective in most cases, yeah. well, then it should be, if people have the results and they speak for themselves, it's not like this recent wave of uh, <clears throat> anti kind of vaccine. Uh, well, people who are against the COVID vaccine, you will, because they're seeing a lot of uh, bad results with it uh, in some cases. But I think with the MMR vaccine, I think it it's it's proven, it's effective. You know, I'm not doing anything weird now with it. I think, except for speaking on the Noel Boylan show. Uh, mm. So I think it should it shouldn't be mandatory, but it should be highly recommended to, to parents. For yeah, children, yeah, yeah, but the problem is, it is highly recommended to parents, but because of the, I suppose the anti-vaccine movement, and, and by the way, I'm not completely against people who are in the anti-vaccine movement because some of the stuff they say is relevant, some of it is is mythical, <laughs> right? And some of it is just yeah. lies. Um, so I listen to everything. I'm a critical thinker. And, you know, when it comes to all the vaccines, I will look into every single one of them and I'll make a decision as a parent or whatever it is, or as an adult to get those vaccines if I believe they're safe. And that's up to everybody to make those own, their own decisions. But as you said already, the MMO vaccine has been proven to be quite a successful vaccine. It has eradicated essentially measles. But we are seeing the growth of measles again because people are moving around the world now. Um, so our vaccine rate at the moment is below what it should be. It's at 90% or below 90%. To have what they call herd immunity, it has to be kept at what they in and around 95%. It's not an awful lot, but it's a bit extra. You know, so... From that point of view, they are concerned. Uh, of course, they're, they're, they're you know they're, they're more than right to be concerned. But a lot of this, and I, and I see it in private companies as well, a lot of this is all just based on numbers. It's it's not based on what's happening in real time. You know what I mean? Like you mentioned about people moving around the world. I mean, uh, not to link it back to what we were talking about with Maliki Stevenson and the the, uh, the the process there recently. But I mean, we've had a lot of people come into the country where we don't know their vaccine status when it comes to, or, or we, we can't guess it really because they're coming from these countries where we don't know whether or not MMR vaccines were given out. It was a commonplace thing. And you mentioned that this person that unfortunately passed was in the Midlands. I mean, where are all these different uh, migrant centres going up? They're all going up around the country in these small towns. You know what mm. I mean? So how do we know that this person was even an Irish citizen that well, we, had been well, we don't know uh, vaccinated? Yeah. Exactly, we don't know. And, and, and not, not to put, even if it was an Irish citizen, it doesn't matter, but this is going to happen. One person has died out of what? You know what I mean? Like, it, you're going to have deaths. People died from the flu. People died related to COVID. You know, it, it's going to happen. So, um, and, and I agree I, to you. I, I agree with you. It is going to happen. But I suppose our aim is always to kind of reduce the amount of people that die from these things, isn't it? Uh, but, but in fairness, Noel, as well, I mean, 
you mentioned that it's dropped in the last two years. So who, who's the audience for the vaccine? Who's who's the target group? It's, it's mainly young kids, isn't it? Well, it, well, it is, and, and I think I think social media has a lot to answer for in some de- to some degree. Now, don't get me wrong; I do question the COVID vaccine, and I have on many occasions talked about the COVID vaccine, right? And and I do believe elements from the anti-vax, if that's what you want to call them, you know, some of the elements are, cor- are correct. I do believe some of it's false as well. So I am cautious about certain vaccines. But but in saying that, you know, we are talking about the MMR vaccine, and what happens is. You get, you know, Johnny will post up on Facebook, oh, my daughter got the MMR vaccine and her head fell off. And all of a sudden, you know, people are reading that and that's enough to discourage a couple of parents from doing it. You know what I mean? Or they link it to autism, which there is no link, by the way. There's a correlation, not a causation. Mm -hmm. So they link it to autism and say, if you get the MMR, you get autism, which is not true, by the way. So that puts people off. And I understand why parents can be worried because it's their kids, it's their pride and joy, they're precious and they don't want to put them at risk. I understand that. But that's that's what's caused the drop. Yeah, I, I mean, but I, th- I think, in fairness, I think that's because of the lack of trust in in the government and the health services in Ireland. You know what I mean? Um, I can't we can't speak for around the world, but in Ireland, we can definitely say that everything with our government infrastructure is failing, especially in the health services. So, um, even 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 with even with uh, access to the vaccines and whatnot, I mean. And they've got to be able to administer them, you know what I mean? Because they can't believe give a GP appointment at the moment. <laughs> so they got to be able to... So, so that, that's what I'm wondering. Is it, is it because people are, are more cautious about getting vaccines or they just kind of facilitate them? You know no, I, I, mean? I, think, I think people are being cautious. I think that's why the, we've seen the numbers drop. I mean, when you go back, for example, to when Andrew Wakefield originally made the claim about autism back in 1999, vaccine rates for MMR dropped by 20% around the world. And we've seen a massive increase in the amount of people getting measles. Now, we are seeing that again across Europe. You know, uh, there's a three, there's a thirty percent increase in the amount of people across Europe. I think uh, who are you know catching measles. That's not something we'd really like to see, by the way. I, you know, I don't think measles is a hugely dangerous virus. Uh, some people die very rarely, but I, but I do believe that it's something that we don't want to see. Yeah, no, I agree. I def- we definitely don't want to see it. But uh, as far as I'm aware, the person that passed away was an adult. You know, it, yeah. it hasn't, it hasn't happened in schools just yet. Maybe the government have a case or the people who are in favour of mandatory vaccination for MMR have a case if it gets to that point. But the majority of the people that probably aren't being vaccinated are, are young children that were born in the last few years and their parents have been discouraged from giving them the vaccine because of all the different misinformation and information they're receiving on social media and Facebook and whatnot. So look, the, the majority I'd say of adults in Ireland and um, teenagers up until young adults we're all vaccinated, most of us, I'd say, with the MMR vaccine anyway. So mm-hmm. unless it starts becoming an epidemic, as you mentioned earlier, or unless kids yeah, start the becoming kids, yeah. Uh, yeah. infected en masse, then I don't think it's really a conversation that we should be having. You know what I mean? I think there's, at this stage, I think it's, we're much more, we should be much more focused on what's going on day to day in the country than the next epidemic, the next pandemic, because it's not an issue at the moment. Of course, it's good to be prepared and to have the conversation. But right now, it's not a massive problem, I don't think. Okay, thank you, for, thank you for that, Eric, and I appreciate you talking to us today. Uh, the number, by the way, again, is 85 Lorraine, I'll be with you in five seconds. Niall Boylan has been told to shut up from the time he was in school. But all through his life, they just keep telling him to shut up! But not anymore. Because now he has his own live podcast. The Niall Boylan Podcast. Lorraine, hi, how are you? 
I'm good, Niall. How are you? Good. Lorraine, I mean, this has kind of started a whole news story now. It's all over the front pages of every paper today that an adult has died from measles. It's By the way, people have died from measles in Ireland in the last 20 years. It's, it's, I'm not going to say it's uncommon. It does happen. Um, like yeah. I, But I suppose since COVID, people are very cautious around viruses and everything else. And uh, They're saying the vaccine uptake is down. Um, not as many people are getting the vaccine as should. So, you know, there has been suggestions in the past, you know, by scientists that, you know, the ethicists, as they call them, they recommend compulsory vaccinations. Now, the only way you could do that is to do it through the schooling. In other words, your child is not led into a play school or a creche or a national school unless they're vaccinated. Would you agree with that? To a certain extent, I do. I'd feel safer if I knew that my children were in a creche or a school knowing that the rest of the pupils were vaccinated. Like, my son is three, just to what your caller was saying before that, that the young kids that are two and three at the moment aren't getting vaccinated. My son is vaccinated from it. He's mm. three. Yeah. Like, for MRI, as you said, like, it's been proven to be effective. It's been, pro- like, there is some vaccines, like yourself, that I don't agree with, and that's something. But this has been proven to its effectiveness. It's been proven, like, it's prevention. Yeah. I just don't understand why, if you're offered this and it's been proven, to work and it's been proven to prevent it, why not take it? Like, why risk your child? Say, I'm not saying it'll happen, but say if you're in, your child is in crash and measles break out, you're risking your child. I would feel personally myself if my child was in a crash knowing that the rest of the kids were vaccinated. That's just my personal opinion. And I I understand the point you're making, but what you're saying to me is that you want to take that choice. So you've made a choice and that's your choice and that's wonderful. But you're saying Mm -hmm. you want to take that choice away from other parents who might be cautious, who don't want to get the vaccine. I I, know I get that. Some parents are cautious and they don't want it. But as you said, social media is an awful lot to answer for. The the MMR has been proven effective. It's been been proven that it works. It's not yep. like you're going out and getting the COVID vaccine and you're not going out to get another vaccine. This has been proven to work. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's a new experiment. It's not like they're experimenting with this now and it's just they're trying to test it out on kids. We all got it and we all turned out well. Most of us turned out okay. Yeah. Like that that'd be my view. I would feel safer knowing that my son is in crash and the rest of his classmates have been vaccinated. Yeah, see, I got I got measles as a kid because it, 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 we didn't have the MMR vaccine when I was a kid. We had smallpox, polio, or TB. We had all different ones, but the MMR one wasn't out at the time. This the shot that gives the all three at the same time, which is measles, mumps, and rubella. Uh, of course, rubella is very dangerous for young girls in particular. Uh, mumps, we don't hear of an awful lot nowadays. That's pr- practically eradicated. They could probably remove that from the vaccine now. I don't think. I think it's gone. But measles yeah. is still loitering around because there are parts of the world where people don't have vaccinations or access to vaccinations. And of course, because we're a global world now where people are moving all the time, we're seeing those diseases kind of come back a little bit again. You know, so we, so I mean, the idea by the WHO, and I don't always believe the WHO and what they have to say, by the way, I don't have a huge amount of faith in them, but they're suggesting that we have to get it up to 95% vaccination rate to make sure it stays out of the country. In 2016, by the way, we had an outbreak in Ireland, mainly in Cork, where 30 or 40 people, which was an unusual for Ireland, got measles. And that, again, was because, you know, in that part of Cork or that region of the country, there was a low uptake on the vaccines. Well, like, there you go. Like, I just don't understand. If you're offered this or you can take this and it's prevention from giving your, your child or yourself measles, why not take it? It's not. It's been proven to work. I just don't understand. Like, I get you, you could be cautious of it and stuff, but it's not like it's a new vaccine that they're experimenting with or it's not a new thing that this oh this is new you have to get like the COVID where we all kind of 
it came out after what a couple of months. This has been around for years. Yeah. In fairness, there was a lot of lies told about the COVID vaccine. We were told at the very start oh, by scientists, yeah. get the COVID vaccine and you won't get COVID, which turned out to be bullshit. COVID, yeah. And then we then oh, we yeah, were told, right, get the COVID vaccine and you won't spread it to other people, which turned out to be bullshit as well. So there was, a lot of, yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of nonsense said about the COVID vaccine. I get that. And I think what's, caught, what's happened now, the COVID vaccine has created a distrust uh, in the government. Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. Like, you're not going to trust it. They're offering you, as I said, this isn't a new vaccine, though. This isn't a new vaccine that has just arrived on the market like the COVID one then. This one has been around for years and it's been proven to work. So I say, well, hang on, stay there because I want to go, uh, Joe will be with you in a second. Let me just go to Joseph first if I can. Joseph, hi, how are you? Hi, no, thank you for having me on. You're, you're welcome, Joseph. I mean, you've heard Lorraine, she believes it should be mandatory in schools uh, yeah, for children. Well, she's wrong. She's wrong. Okay. Why is she wrong? So the whole, what she's saying there, she said it three times already, it has been proven. That's bollocks. It has, been, it has not been proven to me. And if it's not proven to me, then it's not proven as far as I'm concerned. I'm not. Well, but you're, well, but the thing about it is, you know, the facts speak for themselves in relation to no, the amount of these cases. Proven. How has it not been proven? It has been. It's been proven to prevent it. Like the facts yeah, are there. And, so. And it hasn't been proven to, um, does it affect autism? Because the autism rate yes, it has. going astronomical that, that, right hold now. On, it has, has that, hold on, no way. Joseph, yes, uh, my son. No, no, no. no. Well, no, well, hang on, both of you. Bang, hang on, both of you. Joseph, with the greatest respect, there has been thousands, and I mean thousands, of independent studies in relation to Andrew Wakefield's claims in 1999 that it caused autism. And not one of those studies, studies could link it to autism. They say autism, there's no. a correlation because it's given at the same age. That's all. Yeah, my okay, phone is but, no, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute now. All phone. those studies, wait a minute now. Thanks for turning over me. No, 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 I'm going to talk now and you're not going to shout over me. Wait a minute now. All of those okay. studies are looking at, did you take the shot and a month later, did you develop autism? That's not what it might be. And I'm not, I'm, look, I'm not, I'm saying autism because it's the thing that, that people talk about a lot, right? But there is lots of things that when you're putting a shot into your body, they could affect you generationally they could affect how you produce sperm so that it actually affects your children that you haven't even had yet they could affect how your body's immune system decays when you get older it might mean your immune system completely collapses when you're 40 years old the long-term studies of that sort of stuff they can't be done they won't be done you know it'll take I was just years for us to really know the effect of this stuff long-term so studies saying, i mean we're in, the pro- studies. we're in the process the we're in the process we're in the process of getting my three-year-old diagnosed with autism at the minute. So you're trying to tell me that might have a correlation with the fact that I have the MRI and he's had the MRI. MMR, yeah. Yes. Or no, MMR, no. sorry, MMR. That could be the reason he has it. It could be. I don't know. Could not be. Well, you're saying it could be where thousands and thousands of scientists around the world, which we're not, Joseph, have said it couldn't be. No, 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 no. They're saying it couldn't be as in it's not. But, you, but look to... at the nonsense that went out about it. I, I still read the other day online about the MMR vaccine. Yeah. Somebody put a post up on Facebook saying it contains mercury. It just goes to show yeah. you how silly people oh. are. It doesn't oh. contain it doesn't right. contain mercury. It right. hasn't no, contained mercury in over fifteen years. They took the mercury out of it because people were giving out about it and they replaced it with Tamisarol. I'm not saying it has mercury in it. I'm not saying okay. it causes autism. And by the way, even when it did contain mercury, there was more mercury in a tuna sandwich than there was in a vaccine. Yeah. What I'm saying is, when you start injecting stuff into people, it can have effects. Of course it can. Of course yeah. it can. And by the way, with all vaccines, there's always a risk. But you have to look right. at the risks, uh, or the benefits yeah. outweighing the risks. Isn't that the way we do things? 
Well, then, yeah, that's what we don't know. We don't know the risks because we don't do long-term studies. Yes, we have. The minute the MMR has been, long the, long it's been around for 40 years, Joseph. Long-term study. What's there a long-term is a long-term study? study on it. What's a long-term study? It's been around study? 40 years, Joseph. It's been around 40 years, the MMR. What? It's not new. It's not an experiment. It's been around 40 years and been proven to prevent measles. But, like, you can't, on the other side, say, oh, it's, we haven't done any long-term studies. There is. It's around 40 years. Yes. Do you do you do you think if kids were dropping dead from the MMR vaccine that we wouldn't know about it by now? Or oh, it affected your affected us as adults. We wouldn't have cases of people being affected by it now. Yeah, we could be having cases of people with um, lower fertility rates that might not be associated with that. They don't know. We might have cases where well, they the do know. All those no, studies no, have been there's, done. There's, no, no, there's a lot going on with. And look, I'm also talking about the the. Um, there's so much that we have. You had any vaccines? Have you had any? When I was a kid, of course, I had some. Okay, and yeah, you have your own kids. Do you have kids of your own? Do you have kids of your own? I do. Okay, I do. And will you get them vaccinated? I haven't decided that You've yet. Had I have to do a lot more research. Now I might later in the t- in future, but at the moment I haven't. And I, I look. The thing is, all trust why, is gone from the people what? given these. What? No, all trust is gone from the people who are who are administering these and who are dictating that we should have them, right? And, and I get that. Trust. I get the trust say, part. And they don't say, right? The thing is, they shouldn't say, um, look, we we messed up. We didn't do it right. We didn't express it, the truth and information. So we're going to go out of our way to make sure everyone knows absolutely everything. The studies are 100% clear. Everything, everything. No, they're not saying that. You're talking about COVID now, aren't you? COVID, yes. But now they're saying the uptake of the MMR isn't good enough. Come on, guys, you have to take it, you know. And, and they're just shouting at you like, like petulant children. Well, they're, well, no, they're not shouting at you like petulant children. They're just saying... They are. They're just saying that we... They haven't set up MMR stations anyway. They haven't set up MMR stations for kids or haven't mandatory told everyone to go get it. So they're not yeah, shouting they at everyone to go get it. But they haven't done it and they haven't shouted at it all to go get yes. it. And, and what I'm saying is they shouldn't. They shouldn't start shouting at you. They shouldn't start berating you. They shouldn't start saying, you're stupid, you're wrong, you have to do it or else you're, you're a terrible person. That's the Nobody's mentality behind that. the people doing it. No. Okay, yeah. let, let, let's just for a, hold on both of you for a second. Let's not argue about the fact whether we believe the vaccine is good, bad or indifferent. And Joseph, you have your view and Lorraine, you have your view. That's fine, okay? But in relation to the vaccine itself, the idea of it being mandatory, Lorraine believes that schools should err on the side of caution, similar to schools maybe in Australia, in parts of the United States, where you're not allowed into a crash play school or a national school unless you're vaccinated. Now, the purpose of that, of course, is is that it creates a herd immunity within the school, according to ethicists. And they say they've argued mm-hmm. that compulsory vaccination is acceptable because people who don't vaccinate their children are potentially putting other children at harm who have, you know, immuno uh, problems who can't get the vaccination. Yeah, look, my point I was going to raise is that until the people instigating these vaccines have built up the trust and an awareness campaign, how do they go about making a vaccine? Like, I'd love to know the scientific process. Why are they not well, out mean, there? Well, Why research it. I mean, you can't just give all that information out in a small leaflet. You need to go and research it. Just no, no, as an adult, leaflet. that's your responsibility to go research yeah. it. Again, and there should be a, an information coming. Sure, there I'll is. Go research it myself, and that's what I'm doing. But there's but loads there's of not. information online. Loads. Now, some of it's bonkers, but there's loads of information. Yeah, but they're not coming to you like this campaign for the MMR and all the news um, that we're seeing about it. This fella died uh, again with measles, not of measles. It seems I, 
I, you know, possibly, you were possibly yeah. right. It could be a complicated. He could have had a little complications. Yes. Yeah, he could be 102 years old. And he could be. He was going out. Anyway. He could be. He could have been. He could have been shot, for all we know. It doesn't say. Well, no, I don't think he was shot. No, I doubt he was shot. Joseph Christ. I'm, I'm making a joke. Okay, but yes, I, you are right. There could have been other complications because they used the word cautiously with measles. Yes, I get yeah. that. Okay, but do me a favor. Stay there, Lorraine and Joseph. Please stay with me. Let me just go to Joe as well. Joe, he's waiting ages. Sorry, Joe. Hi. I'm not too bad now. Good afternoon, and uh, good afternoon to all your uh, callers as well. Um, yeah, um, you're talking about mandatory. Uh, that word mandatory, that does... I don't agree with that word mandatory, Niall. Yeah, worries I me. Do, I, yeah, I do. We, we saw that the last couple of years. But look, I think that if a parent or if somebody um, is cautious and they want to look into it, well and good, they're entitled to do that. I would have no problem with that. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to go down the road of being an anti-vaxxer. I do believe that some vaccines do work. But I do think that there's a lot of questions that have to be asked, too, about uh, their effectiveness. Now, as you said there, the MR, whatever, the MRA. MMR, MMR, yeah. yeah. Measles, mumps and rubella. Yeah. Yeah. It has been proven to be successful. Um, it probably, as you rightly said earlier, it probably has prevented that all that amount of deaths over that time. So um, I would have not, like... I, I, I have no problem with people getting a vaccine and if people want to get a vaccine, well and good. But I don't agree with people being uh, intimidated or being threatened with expulsion or um, what is, what's the old saying goes, incarceration. Like you saw that during COVID where people, ordinary people who had issues with, uh, with it, the vaccine yeah. certs were demonised in public, and particularly one particular woman here in Cork who faced jail just because she wasn't wearing a mask. Now, that was lunacy at the time. It was lunacy, and, yeah. And you were the only broadcaster, fair play to you, who actually uh, said it at the time. And other broadcasters terrorised that woman. They even wanted, they even sent up, mem- uh, intimidated the woman's family and say that she had um, mental health issues and all that stuff, which had nothing got to do with the debate at the time. Um, I was very angry about that because I suffer from mental health issues myself. And if somebody done that to me mm. in public, I would sue every... Bro- I'm not saying you now because you're a legend <laughs> and I respect you always. But I'm saying if it was like some RT or news talk had done that to me, I would have sued the backside of them. I would. I, I mean, I just want to say, sorry, Joe, just for a second. I mean, Lorraine, although I'm with you in your argument and I and I believe that you come from the right place, Joe and Joseph make a good point about the mandatory idea because when you make something mandatory, what you're essentially doing is you're excluding people in society who've made different decisions. So, you know, you're discriminating against people based on the decisions they make about their own medical health. Okay. I mean, I have my own autonomy. I can decide if I want to have my arm chopped off tomorrow, if I want to stick a needle in me, if I want to, if I want to kill myself, if I want to overdose. I can make all those decisions myself. That's my body. It's my autonomy, right? We went through all that thing during the, the, the abortion referendum. My body, my choice. Remember all that kind of carry on? So why, yeah, so why is it not my body, my choice now when it comes to this, when there are parents who are cautious, be they right or wrong? But if they're cautious, they're the guardians of those children. And we're saying to them, we want you to do something against your will um, just to pacify the rest of us. To me, 
personally, I would rather, as I said, and as my at the start, I would rather know that my child is in a crash with everyone else that's vaccinated. Now, he's not. I have him in a crash. He's vaccinated himself. The word mandatory is right. I don't think you should use the word mandatory. But if this is offered to you and it's proven to you, like, why not take it? Why not protect But But, but it is, when you're saying that your kid is not allowed into a crash or a school or a play school without it, you are saying it's mandatory. That is mandatory. That's making it compulsory because otherwise your child would be excluded from education. I know. I, I see, I'm trying to. I'm trying to. In my head, it's making sense. But what I'm trying to say. Is <laughs> no, I know. My kids. My kids are in school with kids that aren't vaccinated, and I'm not going to turn around tomorrow and go up to the school and hold a placard and say all kids out that haven't got the MRI. I'm not going to do that. As you said, every child has a right to go to school. I would personally just feel safer knowing that my kids are in a classroom with other kids that are vaccinated. That if something wants to break out, I'm not saying it is going to break out, but if something wants to break out, they're all protected from it. They're all, they're all vaccinated from it. I just think, I think it's very silly of a parent not to take it. Joe, are you vaccinated, by the way? Yeah. Am I vaccinated? Uh, COVID, you mean? Is it? Uh, no, did you get? Yeah, did you get the COVID vaccine? I'm just curious. Oh, I got, I got the COVID vaccine. Okay. Yeah, okay. I got. Uh, I got four shots. I did, and um, I decided not to take any more then because. I was offered you know, another one. I, I, I got it. And I got it because I wanted to go away on holidays. That's I'm going to be completely exactly. truthful. And yeah. if I had the opportunity again and I wasn't going away on holidays, I wouldn't have got it. Yeah. And no, I got I, it. But I, I got, at the time when I got it, I, I got a bit demonized by a couple of uh, anti-vaxxers. Like one woman threatened me in the street, the street and she said that her head is going to fall off. Well, I said, if it does, I better get it onto the Islamic store and they'll be able to look after me. <laughs> okay, well, stay there for a second, uh, Joseph and Lorraine. Uh, you can take four if you want to there. Uh, we've got to take a quick break and I've got to come to Norman then as well. Please stay with me, Joseph and Lorraine as well. We're asking the question as well, by the way, do you think van- our vaccinations for MMR, we're talking about the MMR vaccine in particular, which is a proven vaccine to be very successful. There's no doubt about that. It is safe billions of lives around the world over the last, you know, 30 or 40 years. Do you believe it should be mandatory in schools? So that's making it mandatory because it means everybody would have to get it at an early point in their life. Otherwise, they wouldn't get an education as such. Niall Boylan has been told to shut up from the time he was in school. But all through his life, they just keep telling him to shut up. But not anymore. Because now he has his own live podcast. The Niall Boylan Podcast. All right, let me go to Norman. Norman, hi, how are you? Hello, Niall, how are you? Good. Now, you, you want to kind of bring the trust issue in. You've kind of lost trust, have you? I have. I, I'm a, I wouldn't say naive, but a, I'm a, a, I was a, a, a pro-vaxxer, 100% pro-vaxxer. I take a vaccine for anything. I need to even give it to my children. Uh, however, since COVID, I've lost uh, all, all faith and trust in uh, the medical world, government, method. Well, they lied. Uh, they lied. There's no doubt. I mean, we lied. had one of the top scientists yeah. of Ireland went on Twitter quoting somebody else suggesting that if you get the COVID vaccine, you will not get COVID. That was a lie. That was a lie, yeah. Even yeah, of course it was. Fiverr came out. It came out. Uh, Fiverr came out and said that... Uh, they never it, tested. It uh, yeah. Yeah. They get, yeah. For and transmission. For transmission, they never tested. Yeah. It, 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 it didn't prevent transmission and mm. probably didn't help. With yeah, it. so and all that idea, that notion of the vaccine certs, for example, to go into restaurants and bars, it all turned out to be bollocks because realistically, it didn't matter whether you were vaccinated or unvaccinated, you had the same risk of transmitting it to somebody else anyway. So it made no difference. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And although the tests, a lot of the tests for COVID, 
the PCR test, uh, you could have had it two months ago. And yep. you still turn up positive. Yep. So it was pointless. <laughs> no, by the way, anyway, if so. anybody's interested in that whole COVID thing, we have a great interview with Dermot Dorgan and Ivan, Ivor Cummins, which we'll be putting up tomorrow um, on, our, oh, yeah. on our website if you want to look. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, uh, I'm not the greatest fan of Ivor Cummins, but he makes very good points about COVID and other things. Uh, but anyway, but... Uh, the thing was that the people who were against COVID, uh, there was a, a De Brown or something, some fellow who, who was uh, uh, on some board for HSC for old people. He resigned because the way old people were being not being helped. And yet we're given the story. That people uh, you're were talking about Marcus De Bruyne. Yeah, Marcus De Bruyne. Exactly. Yeah. Marcus De Bruyne, a wonderful yeah. man. I've interviewed him many times. I mean, no, but getting back to the MMR vaccine, it is a yeah. proven vaccine for the last 40 or so years. Sure. I think it's about 40 yeah. years now. Yeah. And it's and it's yeah. worked well. It's saved you know a lot of lives. Yeah. I'm sure because exactly. many people would because you remember when we were kids, everybody got measles. Yeah. It was a kind of thing, you know what I mean. And people died yeah. from it. Now we don't really see people dying from it. But there is a there is a rise now in the amount of cases around Europe, and we've seen one sure. person die in Ireland, which is still reasonably unusual now, even for one person to die, other they say with measles. So, do you believe that it should be mandatory in schools? No, 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 no. The problem, the problem is if you, I mean, I'm I'm for the MMR vaccine. Uh, I think any vaccine is always a risk. You can have side. You can have side effects. Absolutely, that, yeah. You know, you, you you can't rule that out 100. That's no, you can't. Of course any not. So you have to like whatever. You have to weigh the risks. And the and there's no doubt that people you. people have died taking a vaccine. There's no doubt about that. Exactly. That has happened. Yeah. absolutely. So, yeah, that will always happen. But the risk of that happening is small. Very small. It is. It's, it's very small. It's a lot it smaller. Is, it's a, the risk is a lot smaller than you getting one of the three diseases and dying. Exactly. Exactly. But unfortunately, the, thing, the problem I have is if they make this mandatory, uh, like, say, during COVID, then wouldn't they have made the, the or should, did they do it? Make it mandatory to get the vaccine? Am I talking to myself? No. I can't understand. Did, did, did they make it mandatory? During COVID? Do things? Yeah. No, well, well, they kind of did. Well, when I say they made it mandatory, yeah, yeah. they couldn't legally make it mandatory. But what they said was that if you didn't oh, get right. the COVID vaccine, you couldn't go to a restaurant. Yeah, you, you couldn't, couldn't go, go on holidays. Bar. You couldn't, couldn't go, go anywhere. anywhere. Yeah. You couldn't so, go anywhere. Yeah, exactly. So, so that's, it, that's it, how it, they get around the law of making it mandatory. I think they can't make it mandatory. There's some law prevents them or constitutional act that prevents them doing that. So what they'll do is, if it was MMR, for example, they'll say, well, okay, we can't make it mandatory, but your kid is not allowed to go to school if you don't yeah, get it. Yeah. So that's kind of making it mandatory, isn't it? No. Yeah, right? Sorry, Joseph. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, this, right? Yeah, go ahead, oh. Joseph. But when they're allowed to do one thing, they'll push it onto everything else. So if they were to make MMR uh, mandatory, um, they'll push it onto every other vaccine from then forward. And while you might say, look, the MMR is tested in long term and all the rest, every one that comes after that, once a precedent is set, you can't really say, oh no, but not this one. Because they'll argue, oh no, it's tested, it's whatever. So you're opening the floodgates when you say anything is mandatory. Because they're never going to say, oh, we were wrong, we were sin math, and we'll never make it mandatory again. No, you're, you're putting your trust in the government, and the government have earned no trust. And see, this is the this is the problem because of COVID nineteen in particular. As Norman said, he was pro vaccine before COVID nineteen. People have lost faith because it was quite clear we were lied to during COVID nineteen when it came to the vaccine and the efficacy of the vaccine and the uh, how good this particular vaccine, the COVID vaccine, was. And and obviously, there's been a risk factor because as many people around the world have been affected by the vaccine. And there's no doubt about that because there's been already payouts by you know um, the the pharmaceutical companies. So there's no doubt the COVID vaccine. Some people would say it was a huge success. Other people would say it was a huge risk. Um, but the bottom line is that's affected people's trust, Joseph. 
And I agree with that. I do understand that. I understand why Norman feels the way he does. Sorry, Norman, just, just finish off what you're saying there, Norman. Yeah, it, it, that's exactly as, as Joe just said. My fear is if they make this mandatory, where are they going to stop? Then mm. they, would, they would have done the same for COVID. And we've seen now afterwards, and many of us saw during COVID, that it was all a, a big lie, a big farce. Mm. And we were we were told by Neffet, you know, like uh, every time on the radio, uh, there, there were this fear factor, they were making people scared. And if you didn't do what they were said, you were kind of like that the person said in Cork, they were stigmatised, yeah. you know? They were sacked and their people were sacked and everything, you know? Oh yeah, people lost their jobs because they wouldn't get the vaccine. Yeah, so exactly. And, that's, and by the way, that's still going on. There is still outfits and places are insisting that you have to have a COVID vaccine, which by the way, I think is completely wrong. I, I, I'm completely, and I, even though I can be pro certain vaccines and against other vaccines, I always have said the idea of mandatory vaccination is wrong. The idea that you're forcing somebody to do something against their will yeah. is completely wrong. Like, I wouldn't force you to take a paracetamol. Do you know, I wouldn't force you to do anything. As a human being, if you want to take a risk and you want to not do these things, that's your choice. But when it comes to yeah. kids, we have to think slightly differently. Now, I'm not agreeing with Lorraine, um, but Lorraine is saying that, you know, when it comes to kids, you know, and because the vaccination rates have dropped substantially, um, that we should uh, think of the idea, maybe, and ethicists yeah. have said this as well, or ethicists have said this, that we should bring in mandatory vaccines in schools. Uh, MMR vaccine we're talking about, by the way, specifically. So the MMR vaccine should be mandatory to get into schools or creches or play, play schools. Yeah, but uh, like uh, I feel now actually guilty that I convinced my kids to take the vaccine, the COVID vaccine, and I gave them all the vaccines that they had to get MMR and that one up against cancer for girls. And boys. I always, I, the very idea that we were insisting children should take a vaccine that they were for a disease they were at no risk of getting or being harmed yeah. by was bonkers, by the way. Many countries in the world, by the way, have now said that people under the 18 shouldn't be getting the COVID vaccine because of the risks no. attached. Yeah, it was a stupid it, it was, idea. So they, were even, they were even recommending it to babies in this country, for God's sake. That was crazy. It was completely unnecessary. I think like I think one person under the age of eighteen died in this country. I think it was one died under the age of eighteen, yeah. and even they died with other complications. It just exactly. the idea that you would vaccinate your child against something they're never going to really be affected by is bonkers. Anyway, yeah. let, let me just go to uh, I want to stay with there for a second if you can. Roseanne Dolan is from the Health Freedom Ireland, and she joins me. Roseanne, hi, how are you? Hi, Niall. Lovely to speak to you. Uh, nice to speak to Thanks you for too. Having me on. Yeah, you're you're very welcome. Look, of course, you know vaccines are back in the news again. Um, because of yeah. measles this time, I'm not COVID-19. Yeah. Uh, one person has died, sadly. Uh, but look, it's not a huge, when I say it's not a huge deal, it's a huge deal for the person's family, I'm sure. But, you know, in the big scheme of things, people have died from measles and do die from measles, um, you know, around the world. But this has raised the question about our vaccination rates have dropped over the last two years <laughs> down, to 90, down to less than 90%, which is, according to the WHO, should be at 94 to keep herd immunity. And that's why they're seeing mm -hmm. an increase of measles around Europe at the moment, according to the WHO. So on those grounds, some countries in the world will not allow children into schools. Australia, America, many states won't let children into schools unless they have the MMR vaccine. Do you think it should be mandatory for schools? No, no. Health Information Ireland is about informed consent when it comes to, to vaccines. I completely agree with what you just said about you know, um, it shouldn't be mandatory. People should have the choice. But we also believe they should have informed choice. And unfortunately, there are so many misconceptions out there about the childhood vaccines. People imagine that they've been tested for years and years and years. 
that's not the case at all. You know, like the six in one, for example, um, was tested on average for 31 days, just days. You know, the MMR vaccine was never tested against a placebo. So normally if you have a drug trial, right, you have um, your control group and then you have um, a placebo group. The placebo group gets a saline solution. You know, just salt water, that's it. Mm. The MMR was tested against another vaccine and then the subsequent MMR was tested against the previous MMR. So the MMR so we use at the moment is pure. called the one that's called the Gavi, isn't it? I think it's Gavi, is that the one we use at the moment? I think that's um, the... There's Mentorix, um, we have, um, there could be another one as well, um, I'm, not, I'm not sure. But, 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 the, but, but the idea, like, Rosanna, and I don't want to come down too hard yeah. on people who already got their kids vaccinated and worry the life out of them, but the, the thing about it yeah. is the MMR vaccine, although you're talking about placebo testing and everything else, it's been around for a long, long, long time. Uh, at this stage, it's been around for decades, right? It and, has. And, and well, we, the adverse, yeah. The adverse I, events are way underreported. Yeah, well, absolutely. And I know there's adverse events. I'm well aware of that. And there's yeah. always a risk to mm-hmm. any vaccine, some more than others. We've yeah. seen the swine flu, of course, was taken off the market because of narcolepsy. We've seen many yeah. other vaccines taken off the market because they have caused problems. But it's been around mm-hmm. for a long time. It's changed over mm-hmm. the years. They've removed the mercury from it because that was a concern by a lot of people at one stage that yeah. there was mercury in it. They've removed that and they, yeah. they replaced it with tomisserol or something else. I can't remember what it was they replaced mm-hmm. it with. And the mercury was only in there as a preservative anyway. But in saying that, Andrew Wakefield's papers, which were, re- were re- removed, obviously, from the Lancet at the time as being incorrect, that's what caused the kind of drop of about 20% worldwide in vaccination uptake on the MMR. The MMR has been a successful vaccine, Rosine. Roseanne, I'm not discounting the fact that people have been damaged by it and that they have. Yeah. Yeah. But we ha- when yeah. we look at vaccines around the world in the big scheme of things, we have to look at benefits outweighing risks. You Absolutely. Know? And that's why people need all the information. But here's the thing, right? The, vac- the deaths from vaccines had actually dropped way down. They had declined by 99% before the vaccine was introduced in 1985. So it had dropped by nine. We don't see that information. You're not given the information where you're seeing dramatic drop um, in the disease before the vaccine was ever there. So it can't be attributed to the, the vaccine, the, the success of it, because the deaths from measles were already on the ground, you know, at that point. Well, certainly in the Western world. Yeah. Before because... it was introduced. So that's in Ireland. Mm-hmm. In Ireland. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. In the, in the Western world, we had seen a drop in, in measles cases. Yeah. By the way, we, we had seen a drop yeah. in and a lot of diseases because we, we've just become more hygienic apart from anything else. Clean water, sanitation yeah. Yeah. and so on. And the only reason that that measles, um, um, it's really only an issue, and it even says this on the, on the WHO, website, WHO website, the, it's really only an issue where children are malnourished. You know, and um, you're, and especially with vitamin A, but malnourishment is is the issue with it. Like, but in the Western world, it's not an issue. And like, I'm sure if your listeners think about it, they are many, many, many of them um, had measles as children. There were measles I parties. Yeah. People want to get it done, and it was a great thing to do. Actually, I would love if my children got measles because it actually has health benefits down the line. Um, like, for example, there was a study done in Japan of over 100,000 people and over a 25 year period, it showed that you had a 25 percent less risk of getting cardiovascular disease if you'd had measles. Mm. So if you had measles, you had a 25 percent less chance. And the, difference, the, the, the stark difference, of course, between the, you know, the COVID situation three years ago and measles is measles, yeah. you can only get it once. Uh, whereas COVID, you can get it on numerous occasions because there's different strains and all sorts of things of the virus. Right. But with measles, as far as I know, you can only get it once, can't you? And then you, your immune, you know, you have long-lasting immunity, whereas the immunity from measles wanes. Mm. And that's why we're seeing the issue with people getting it when they're older, when it is a bit more of an issue um, now. So, like, that's the, the thing that's happened with vaccines. It pushes the, the age for that to an older age, and the, the protection has worn off. So, you know, it is possible, you know, whereas if you get natural immunity, that's 
always superior, mm. you know, to... Does it concern um, you when you hear the word mandatory or compulsory? And I, and I know they do it in some, country, in some countries in the world. You know, really going down a slippery slope if, if you're making vaccines mandatory. Like, where there's risk, there should be choice. You know, and there is risk, like, and some people are more susceptible to, to things from vaccines. Why isn't that studied to find out the vulnerable groups? Why isn't there um, effort put into making vaccines safer? You know, um, people should have all the information and they're not given all the information. They're led to believe that this has been, you know, tested for years and years and years. It's so safe. Nothing ever happens, you know, and that the disease is a horrible, scary disease. When in reality, it's not. So you believe believe we're intentionally lied to it to encourage us to just go and get it. As, for example, with COVID-19. Massive fear-mongering. Okay, but COVID-19, we were were clearly lied to during COVID-19. I don't care what anyone says because we were told, we were told that it would stop transmission. It didn't. We were told it would stop you getting COVID. It didn't. So we were clearly exactly. lied to. Yeah, and it's the same thing with this. And, and like I think a lot more people are becoming aware of it now because they saw what happened to COVID. They saw their propaganda. They saw it unfold in front of their eyes. They're seeing the horrible side effects in people that they know and, you know, sudden deaths and all of this. And the thing is, like, you know, it wasn't a surprise to those of us that, that had researched this on the vaccine, childhood vaccine side of things, because it was the same playbook. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they overstate the, the risks of the disease and... Um, you know, there's massive fear-mongering about it. Um, and then, you know, they say how safe and effective it is when that isn't actually the case. There are risks that this, you know, like even one of the ingredients that's in it is niacin. It's an antibiotic. And the British Medical Formulary, who gives um, advice to um, health professions about um, medicines in, in the UK, says that um, niacin is too toxic to be injected. But I, I, again, I don't know. I don't. You know more about that than I do because I don't you have know? vaccine for that to be But like, I, I'm generally, yeah, I, I'm generally pro-vaccine. Uh, well, I always was, mm. and and like many people, of course, I got a bad taste in my mouth during COVID uh, because of the way yeah. it was dealt with and the way the vaccine was dealt with. Now, don't get me wrong. I yeah. agree. There has been a lot of problems with vaccines over the years, and yes, a lot of people. Mm. There's a risk when you take a vaccine. There's always a risk. There's a risk you could die. Yeah, but uh, you people know aren't I mean? told the risk. Yeah, they're not giving. But, uh, but, but, but here's the thing: is it not up to us as parents and adults to check out those risks ourselves, to do the research? Now I know sometimes it's hard because the internet is a minefield and a wash with fake information yeah. and real information, so it's kind of hard to decipher. Yeah. But but is it is yeah. that not our job? I mean, the government will give you a limited amount of information on a leaflet or whatever yeah. it is in your doctor's office. But is it not up to us then to go and do the research on behalf for children and ourselves? Yeah. Well, in reality, people often aren't even given the, the vaccine leaflet or they might be on the way out. But that's what Health Freedom Ireland are trying to do. We're trying to get this information out to parents. And we've actually written a booklet that has all of the childhood vaccines in it. Um, and it shows you the, the risk of the disease and the risks of the vaccine. So that then you can make an informed choice. Okay. We have some of them on our website as well. We're working on getting all of them there. But we're a small voluntary organisation, so it takes time. But the booklet what's, has what's all the of name them. What's the name of your website, our website. What's the name of Healthfreedomireland.com. Um, and it's 20 euro for the booklet. And I would highly recommend that if you are pregnant or know anyone that's pregnant or has young children, you know, it's never too late to, to start looking into this. Um, just buy them the book and send it to them because at least they can see it. And it's all from official sources. So we've taken it from the CSO um, and from, you know, it's Irish figures. It's based on Irish figures and it's got all the, the information in there. Um, so you can decide... You know, um, so uh, like even for the most skeptical person about about vaccines, it's well worth a look because then you at least you have the information. You go, okay, I'll get that vaccine, but, but I'm informed now. Or no, I won't. I think it's not worth it because of the risks and the the disease isn't really as harmful as they make it sound. 
or whatever conclusion you come to after looking at the data yourself. Okay, but, but do me a favor, stay, stay with me for a second. Roseanne Dolan is from Health Freedom Ireland, and you can go to healthfreedomireland.com if you want more information yes. on that booklet. Stay there for a second because, Dave, how are you doing, Dave? Hello, hello, hello. Uh, Dave, the idea of mandatory vaccinations. Now, I know there, there is a problem with legislation in this country of using the word man, mandatory because in our constitution, I think it, mm. it stops them from doing it. But what they can do is they can say, well, if you don't have a vaccine, you can't do this, this, or this. So, with the MMR, what they could do, similar to the United States and similar to Australia and some other countries wow. around the world, they can say, if you don't get your kid vaccinated, they're not going to a creche, a play school or, a, or any national school. We're not letting them in. Um, well, you have to have your kids vaccinated for creche anyway. I mean, when I was starting my young son to creche, um, I had to show them uh, his, his vaccination list, you know, what he had had, what he was getting, blah, 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 blah. Um, because I think people seem to, to forget, like, look, I mean, like in theory, I, I, w- I would almost kind of be for it. But the problem is, as soon as you mention the words mandatory or you tell human beings what to do and they have to do something, particularly if it's coming from the state, they're immediately going to turn around and say, basically, fuck off, I'm not doing it. You know what I mean? So I I, I think, and it's like, look, we don't... I do Yeah, whatever the government tells you to do, we just do the opposite because we know it must be wrong. Yeah, that's it, yeah. I mean, listen, like, I mean, the, the whole anti-vax thing, it had been going for years and years and years and COVID just amplified things. And in the way... Well, I mean, when you, when you say COVID amplified it, I mean, it was... Very blatantly obvious during COVID that there was lies and misinformation oh, given out to the general public. No, that's that's, that's and, no, and decisions exactly were made I mean. to ostracize people. People lost their jobs. Yeah, they weren't allowed to socialize. Uh, they couldn't get on a plane. Listen, all because of a listen, lie. Yeah, and you listen, you'd all these gobshite armchair epidemiologists coming on TV saying we should treat people with COVID like pariahs, or you know, mm. if you go and meet your if you go for a walk, uh, with friend, one very like, famous yeah. broadcaster said on a very famous radio station, which I won't name, said if you don't get the vaccine, you might as well be walking around with a loaded gun. And I'm going, yes, give it up. I know it's ridiculous because, like, like here's the thing. I mean, like, pandemics just they just happen, and like the further and further we encroach on um, habitats by animals, because most of the disease and viruses we pick up are zoonotical in um, in their origin anyway, and like. The more that we encroach on habitats along with animals, the more we're, you know, well, it's not, our a lot of it's to do as well. We're seeing a lot of diseases that we thought were gone as well, you know, coming back to Ireland. There actually was two cases of leprosy there going back a couple of years ago in Ireland. But we're seeing a lot of that is because of the movement of people around the world, which we didn't see. Oh, we haven't listen, seen. come here. Yeah. I, listen, the, the, black, the, black, the bubonic plague still exists. Like 12 people a year die of the plague. You, you know, it's just. They're still there, but we well, better medicine me that. Okay, but, but, okay, but getting back to what Rosanna is saying, the idea that you should have, yeah. you know, you have your own autonomy, Dave. I mean, this idea that you would say to people that, you know, you can't do a certain thing unless you're vaccinated. Do you agree with that? Um, no, I don't. As much as I, I, um, I think vaccines are one of the greatest medical, you know, discoveries in human history, I, I don't agree with forcing people to do things. But people don't realise... I mean, it's all well and good to say, you know, kids might get an illness and might not be too sick. There are a lot of kids in schools um, who are immunocompromised or who can't get vaccinations because of health conditions they have. They also have family members as well who um, are also immunocompromised or might have cancer or whatever. And they, people are saying, show me the evidence, right? We are seeing a drop in vaccine, up, uh, people taking, use, you know, taking childhood vaccination. And we are seeing a rise in illnesses that... You know, in the Western world, we're, we're pretty much gone. I mean, polio is set to possibly make a comeback. The only, vac- the only virus we have ever truly eradicated smallpox. is smallpox. 
And that was due to vaccinations. But it wasn't. Well, well, don't get me wrong. Vaccinations were a huge part of it. But smallpox, the numbers were already reducing in smallpox because, as Roseanne rightly points out, the world had certainly become more hygienic. We had clean running water, all those things. Yes. Hygiene, hygiene, and better medication played a massive part in that. Thanks to the cows, by the way, because it came from cowpox. Yeah. We're, we're, we're talking about like in developing countries where they inoculated people, where they were able to stop people from getting it in the first place due to vaccines. Smallpox only exists in three or four different places in the world now. There are DSL-4 labs in Russia and America. That's it. Sorry, Roseanne, just before I let you go there, would you, Roseanne, do you, do you acknowledge that vaccines have been probably the best development in the world that we've seen in medicine ever? No. Having been looking into this since uh, for almost 10 years now, I don't agree with that at all. And, and you see, the other thing... You have but you do to acknowledge they've saved billions of lives. chronic disease that we have now. I mean, children didn't used to have um, diabetes. Um, autism has gone through the roof. Um, you know, oh, you have children go. with asthma and everything, and it's huge. Like, but, but, what, but, what you're, yeah, yeah. But, but what you're doing is you're linking a correlation. And, and this has been... There has been thousands of independent studies in relation to Andrew Wakefield's claims back in 1999, which caused a huge drop in the MMR vaccine uptake. Thousands of independent yeah. and they are genuinely independent studies were done. And the only thing they ever come up with was a correlation, not a causation. In other words, they get those well, childhood vaccines at the same times that you realise that your child is not reaching those milestones and, and might be diagnosed yeah. with autism. So there's no evidence yeah. or no direct link between the two, but yet people make this make, make this link. Okay, can I can I just clear up some things there? Okay, so first of all, with the, the study that Andrew Wakefield did back in 1998, it was a, a study on 12 children, um, and parents of nine of the children said that um, they, their children started getting these autism symptoms after they had the MMR. The study did not say that the MMR caused autism. He did not say that. Everybody thinks that he did. Well, he, he wanted um, the vaccines separated, didn't he? He wanted vaccine, the measles, mumps yeah. and rubella separated. Yeah, I think that was subsequent to that. Yeah. But anyways, he, they never said that it did. It said that they needed further study. So then there was a study done a few years later by the CDC in America, and they did a study, and uh, the study found no link between um, receiving the MMR at an early age and autism. However... Um, what happened in, in 2014 was one of the authors of that study, William Thompson, he was a whistleblower. I remember he that story. Said, yeah. um, that he said that he regretted that he and his co-authors omitted statistically significant information in their article and that the omitted data suggested African-American males who received the MMR before 36 months were at increased risk of autism. But, but, so it was actually... Yeah, but did, didn't they also say, wasn't there also a rebuttal of that as well, to say that was because of the communities that young, these young uh uh, African-American children were in, that they were in, uh, a lot of them were in poverty, uh, they had bad upbringings, in other words, that, that not the autism, but their developmental delay was due to maybe in, for the environment rather than the, than the vaccine. Do you not think it's a concern that the CDC actually had people hide that data? I, I, I remember that story and I do believe it's a concern and I believe it's a concern when anybody hides data because it only makes matter worse because it makes people suspicious. Of course, the I absolutely agree with control, you. The who's supposed to be the watchdog of the industry is saying, okay, oh, they, this vaccine, um, you know, we're, they just hit that data. Like, I mean, does that not make you question anything else they came out with after that? You, okay, well just, just, well, just on that note, sorry, because I have to clear up lines, but Dave, do you think it, does, do you ever question it? Which? The, the fact that this idea that's been going around for years, you know, that people link the two, you know, uh, the MMR and autism. Have you ever questioned that? No, I no, I, I, I don't, because one or two people may call themselves whistleblowers, but there is a vast amount of evidence out there 
that proves them wrong. I mean, autism is autism. autism well, hold on a second. Autism existed long before uh, we had vaccinations. I mean, some of the most famous people in history, it is taught to now they probably had stuff like Asperger. So how is it that autism existed before vaccinations did? And when, when there was a 20% drop in vaccination, the uptake in MMR vaccines, particularly in the United States, after the Andrew Wakefield discovery or the paper was released, there wasn't a reduction in autism. So what happened there? No, there wasn't a reduction in autism. And it, actually, there was an increase in autism. Here's the numbers in Ireland, right? In 2001, we had 179 people that had autism. In 223, it's one in 32 that's because we're better at diagnosing uh, conditions which are based on behaviour. We're far better at doing Do you remember anybody this. in your school? Do you yes. remember anyone in your yes. school that was unable to talk that had to take uh, how many? I, I, I remember kids in my school that probably nowadays would be diagnosed with ADHD, they'd be diagnosed with autism, they'd be diagnosed with all sorts of different things. But in those days, we didn't diagnose them. Remember? They were just written off as the silly kids. You know what I mean? Or the kids that were slow learners. They were just written off. They weren't helped. We didn't diagnose yeah. them. It's very different. No, I'm talking now, about... <laughs> yeah, but, but how many did you have who were unable to, you know, like maintain eye contact with people who had tics, who were headbanging, who were, had these kinds of symptoms? But they, like, but they, were, they were, but we just used different words. There was words like retarded and um, spasticated and all these kind of words that we used back in the 1960s, which are now not we used. We had nothing like... Okay. One in 32 kids. There are special schools now just for children with autism. Absolutely, there is. And because, again, we're, we get better at helping people and we diagnose people better. I don't believe the case the case numbers have risen. But you do, Roseanne, and, and I accept your view of it as well. Uh, if you want to get more information, by the way, on that booklet on Roseanne's site, it's healthfreedomireland.com. Thank you, Roseanne Dolan, uh, for joining us. Let me just go to Rory. He's been waiting so good. long and I have to clear up some of these lines before I get killed. Uh, Rory, hi. Hi, Niall. How's things? How's things? Sorry for keeping you so long, Rory. I do apologise. I do apologise. Look, it's okay. Look, I'm speaking to Tom and kind of clear up a few things which I thought needed to be stated, like factual, documented evidence. And and I think Roseanne is after really covering a lot of that. She's very well briefed in it all. But I think we should really, like, we're all in agreement. Every one of us, we seem to be in agreement that COVID was, there was an awful lot of lies told throughout that tobacco, you know? Yeah. And... And, like, we know that they like to repeat that, like, well, the power that they had to work in tandem with governments and big business and media to rely collectively to us was phenomenal. And, like, the only reason that the pharmaceutical industry can achieve that is because of their lobbying power. Like, they surpassed the military industrial complex years ago. And that's really, realistically, it's because they have the best business model on the planet. Oh, yeah, they're making business. trillions of dollars. Yes, I get yeah, that. Yeah, and, like, we're talking here today about possibly mandating the, the force of vaccination against people to so they can go to school or they can take part in society like the try to do during it's not, it's not uncommon, by the way, Rory. They do that in America, in many states in America, your kid has to be vaccinated. In America, yeah, it, actually, in some states, if you don't vaccinate, I think it's California, if you don't vaccinate your child, they take the child off you. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, it's, it's absolutely absurd. I don't know, I don't agree with that, by the way, can I just point out? <laughs> no, well, nobody should agree with that, like, because, like, one of the girls said earlier that would be much more comfortable in her, her trust in the vaccine is so high that but she wants all the other kids in her child school to be vaccinated. But look, if her child has a vaccine and it's working, there you go, your child is safe. You don't need anybody else's kid to be vaccinated. For your child to... Like, I think that was kind of pointed out in COVID. It was ridiculous. Well, was it wasn't the, ar- it wasn't the argument... Okay, but the argument for the MMR is, you know, and getting kids vaccinated is... 
you know, the ethicists have said the reason they would agree with compulsory vaccine is because there are kids that are immune uh, suppressed, which means they can't get the vaccine. So the idea of getting the other 95% vaccinated or getting that herd immunity from 95% is to protect those who can't get vaccinated. Isn't that the idea? Yeah, and then that's when the fully informed consent comes into play and that parents need to see all of the listed side effects from the MMO or any other vaccine. Like in 1983, I think it was the Vaccine Injury Compensation Act came in. It was after the high levels of mercury were in a lot of vaccines which caused damage. But under Reagan's tenure, the pharmaceutical industry was paying out billions and billions in compensation to those who are harmed by their product. So they went to Reagan and they wanted him to give them some sort of a protection because they were going to have to shut down business. Otherwise, they weren't going to be able to make money. So in 1983, he reluctantly went through with it eventually. He He passed that act. And from that point forward, then, the industry didn't have to do the gold standard drug testing like they would on, on like Viagra was being tested for 10 years before it was released. Like, that's Viagra. Like, oh, like, like look at the importance of that. Paracetamol. You're, you're, by, the way, by the way, Rory, you're not on a speakerphone, eh? Because it's a little bit difficult to hear what you're saying, but I will go on and continue if you can try to. I'm actually not. No, I'm actually okay. not. Sorry. Oh, that's better. Um, that's better. Go on. I, sorry, I had a lead in. I was probably ch- charging the phone when I'm, when I'm speaking. Um, look, it's, it's like they're indemnified from liability. That's the bottom line. Just like the way we're covered, and they're like that. It's like that with every other vaccine. Our governments are accepting the liability for any damages caused. And anybody who is damaged by their product has to go through a very long process through government organisations and eventually the taxpayer will pay well, I know, and, and we, by the way, we've seen in this country millions being paid out to the courts from damage from vaccine, particularly for more recently, we've seen the swine flu vaccine with the cases of narcolepsy, a vaccine which yeah. was removed from the market, by the way, because we know the damage that was done by it. So there's no doubt that in the past there has been a lot of money and va- vaccines have done damage. There is no doubt that you should inform yourself. There is no doubt there is a myriad of side effects that can happen when you take a vaccine. But there's also... In my mind, Rory, no doubt that vaccines in general, I'm not talking about all of them, have saved billions of lives. Yeah, look, most people believe that. Well, I, I, well, I believe that, yeah. I'm looking into this for a good few years. Uh, am I, am I, way, I'm, can, we, can we remove the COVID vaccine from the conversation? Because, yeah, because yeah. I, I think the COVID vaccine, in some sense, even people that were pro-vaccination, you know, were, were doubtful about the, pro, the COVID vaccine. Anyway, but go on. Yeah, but... I do believe, though, the COVID vaccine and before that, the HPV vaccine. Well, I mean, the HPV vaccine for girls originally started in Australia, of course, back in 2006 or seven, whenever it was. They now ha- they can now look at the evidence and the data of cancer cells in the cervix, you know, of the girls that got the vaccine. And the vaccine has been hugely successful. Yeah, well, look, that's that's the tons of times because most girls and most women, mostly they will get the cancers later in life. Them cervical cancers will take a long time. You won't see it in twenty year olds and thirty years. Yeah, but they can see. Yeah, yeah, but they can. All, but they can see abnormal cells at the age of twenty three. They, you know, so they can see those abnormal cancer cells at the age of twenty three. Like the the, well, the vaccine industry, it's, it's it's all very hypothetical. Like we're all getting vaccinated against diseases that we might get, and then when we don't get them because we've been vaccinated, we're we're basically. Oh no, I know, I know the point you're making. Yes, I understand. You might never, never have got it in the first place, anyway. Yeah, I get that. But like you imagine, Neil, imagine you run a company there, and you can make a product that doesn't have to go through a proper safety standards trials, and you can get that pushed on to the general public under mandates by government, and yeah. then you're not, 
liable for any damages caused. Like, no, no, no. I, I, I do get all that point. Rory, I, I'm really pushing your time. I have to go to Jen. She's waiting 20 minutes and Jessica and Sharon and everybody else here. But Rory, just yeah. getting back to the original question. Obviously, it's in the news at the moment about the MMR vaccine. Uh, the, the uptake is lower than it should be according to the WHO at 95%. It's yeah. now at not, less than 90%. You, you don't obviously agree with mandatory vaccines in schools or creches oh, no. or playgrounds or anywhere. 100% not. No, 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 okay. no, no, no. I think I think a man is anything like that. You're going down a slippery slope, essentially. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank, you, thank you for that, Rory. Sorry, uh, Jen, you've been waiting for ages, and I do apologize to everybody today because so many people want to get on. Sorry, Jen, go ahead. Hi, how are you doing? Um, I would strongly disagree with mandatory vaccination. I have two daughters, a 12-year-old and a 10-year-old. I brought my youngest daughter to get her first set of vaccines, you know, the one in six. Yeah. And right away, she had a difference in her bowel motion. She was breastfeeding. It was my second child. Within 24 hours, her bowels, it was a weird type of, uh, uh, you know, situation. It wasn't normal. Um, so one, two, skip a few. I actually started doing my own research then because before that, I just took the booklet. I listened to mother-in-laws. I believed what everyone said. But when you actually see your six-week-old, two-month-old baby, when you see that you've harmed them by doing something, then you actually start doing the research. And it's really funny because once you start doing the research, it's all there in black and white. I mean, oh, you can go, by the way, Jen, you can go down a rabbit hole when you start doing research. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> but that's but the thing is, but I only started doing it when my young daughter was injured and when I saw that there was something wrong with her. Um, and, and can, and I, like, can I ask you, and it's not, I'm not discounting your opinion, by the way, by saying this, yeah. right? But when, when you got the vaccine and your daughter, you noticed it's different in her bowel movement, right? Did, yeah. I mean, there's always the argument that it's a correlation rather than a causation. Was, did that occur to you or is that something you, you considered at the time? No, well, I considered everything. I considered, I, I, like I said, I gave her the vaccine and she was just purely on the boob. It was my second child, second time breastfeeding. And the next day, within 24 hours, her poo turned into this dark, weird, sickly type of thing. I had to bring her to like private pediatricians. And like I said, once I started... And what did they say it, when you brought her to a pediatrician? Oh, well, this was it. He basically told me if I gave her another set of vaccines and if she ended up having another reaction, he would get me to the top of the list in Dublin for inflammatory bowel disease. And then he told me this whole story about how great vaccines were and da da da. And then he said he got on a plane and then when he got off the plane, he had the flu or something. And then I said to him, oh, but you just said that you, you took the flu vaccine. And then he said, oh, no, 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 I can't take vaccines because I have X, Y and Z. But no, back to the bowel issue, because I do agree with the other talker about autism, but that's neither here nor there. But if people want to see about the bowel issue, in 2008, the childhood vaccines, there was nine vaccines. In 2010, it went up to 12 vaccines. Yeah. And in 2012, you could look at the paper. They, they don't understand. There's, a, there's an increase in inflammatory bowel disease, pediatric in kids since 2012. They have no idea why this is happening. There, no one is even looking at the vaccines. Um, and like I said... You know, I just feel very let down. The HPRA, Stephen Donnelly, I've sent them loads of emails about this, about COVID vaccines. And all they say is we listen to the CDC, the NIH, and the European Medicines Agency. None of our agencies do anything in terms of collecting data or doing anything to make decisions. We all just listen to all the other alphabets, but not mm. our own. Yeah. Okay. Um, so so, like you, so say, what you're saying is parents should inform themselves. They should do the research before they well, agree to anything. Even with the nasal flu vaccine, the nasal flu vaccine that they were promoting, go onto the FDA website. And if you look at it, it's, it has never, ever, ever been tested against a normal saline placebo. What they do and what they've done with all the childhood vaccines, if you want to read a really good book, it's Turtles All the Way Down, Vaccine Science and Myth. They take all of the information from the CDC, the FDA, 
I think her name was Roseanne. I would recommend any parent. She was just on the air five minutes ago talking to us. Yeah. So, yeah, so to, but to, to read this book, it's called Turtles All the Way Down. All of the information is from the CDC, the FDA. That nasal flu vaccine, they tested it against another vaccine. They tested it against another vaccine that didn't have the, the flu in it, but it had something else. It's never, ever, ever been tested against. Uh, and I'm sure, Jen, there is counter information out there from other websites that will say that what you're saying is incorrect, too. But this is from the CDC, but all the information from this book is from the CDC and the FDA. If they actually tell you everything in black and white, okay. then no one goes and listens to it. Okay, so, what, what do you think of the idea? And by the way, I notice you're in the United States, uh, obviously, accent, you're originally from New York. I'm from New York, yeah. Okay, but yeah. in many states in New York, you have to have your child vaccinated to get into a school Don't or a crash. Don't talk to me about it. I'm so upset. I have a nephew in New York who's 9, 10 years old, and like I said... I, I knew from the very beginning, remember back in, I'm a nurse. I had to go up to COVID ICU. I was looking into stuff when everyone was at home sitting around watching Netflix and getting to chill. I wasn't. I was in the COVID ICU. I did my research. And even from then, I said, for some reason, it's not affecting kids. We know that now because it, it came from a lab. Fauci has already said that. But I never wanted my nephew to get the vaccine. And because he was had to get it. He, and he wasn't allowed to go anywhere. He couldn't go to the museum. He couldn't do this. He couldn't do that. I know. I know. And I believe that was awful, by the way, to do that to children at the time of COVID-19 was awful because children were at no risk from COVID-19. None whatsoever. And it, and it keeps me awake at night to know that my nephew got that vaccine. I don't know what the, the Pfizer told us when we took it. There's going to be no long-term data for two years. The HPRA stopped collecting COVID vaccine status and data in 1221. All this information is there. Like I said, once your kid gets, uh, you know, hurt, by something that you thought was going to help them, you actually do do research. And it's not the yeah. type that they okay. kind of mess around with. But anyway, that's Jen. my take. Read that book, and you'll. Uh, it's all from the CDC, FDA. Just look on the website. All the information is there. So Jen, thank you very much indeed for joining us. And I appreciate thank your information. You. All right, thank you very much indeed. Um, lots of, by the way, lots of people with lots of opinions. Now, who have I got to go to next? Um, let me see. Who's the longest waiting? Um, Sharon, is it? Okay, sorry. Sharon, hi. How are you? Hi, Niall. I'm good, thanks. Good, Sharon. I, 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 well, what's happened today is because everybody has a lot to say, and I understand that, and everybody has a different viewpoint, and I get that as well. And this is the whole point of this show is we like to let people say what they want to say without censoring them or anything else, and they all have different views. But everybody has a lot to say. That's why it's taken so long to get through everybody today, so I do apologise. Go ahead, Sharon. Oh, it's, it's, it's a very, very important subject. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I would disagree with mandatory vaccination. Um, I did it when I, my child was a baby. Um, my mother-in-law, mother said it. Yeah. So, but I think that babies come out with a beautiful immune system. Mm-hmm. And well, they build it up. They build it up over the first couple of years. Yeah. 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 Well, apparently in America, like they get like up to fifty. Mm-hmm. I read something on an Iowa about Iowa saying that babies now, you know when they reach adulthood, can have had up to 50 vaccinations. So I would rather the parent had the the power mm. to to choose for themselves. Mm. And do you have children, Sharon? I forgot to ask, sorry. Do you have children? Yes, I do. I okay. do have one daughter. And you and you got her vaccinations. You got all the vaccinations. Do you regret getting all the vaccinations? Or are you happy you did? Um, well, I suppose everything turned out fine for me, but yeah. I have to be honest with you. I have some, I know some people who feel that their children were affected by the, 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 the vaccinations as in the autism. Okay. And I don't know, I don't know much about it, but 
you cannot convince them that that did not. No, and I, and I know parents who feel like that too. I, I can only point to the evidence and, and the independent studies and say, you know, that's not true. There is no link. But there is a correlation, and, and that's all they say. In other words, it happens at the same time. Yeah. But, you know, and I, I'm not going to argue with those parents who believe that, but I can only point to the evidence that says that's yeah. not true. Well, I was a new mother. I would have done it probably to fear, you know, more than being informed. Mm. Um, I but like you want the best. Everybody wants the best for their child, don't they? You know yeah, I mean? yeah. But I, I would agree that we should all definitely look into it like that lady, yeah. last lady you spoke to said, we need to look into it. This comes out every year. They probably want to promote, you know, make sure that more people get the vaccine. Cause and and I couldn't agree more. I, I think the most important thing for every parent is to be informed. But sadly, we're not. We just yeah. go along. You know, our child sends home a letter from school or, you know, or you have a baby and the district health nurse says, oh, yeah, time for the vaccines. And we just go in and we just allow it to happen. We don't, maybe we don't look into it enough. Maybe we don't inform ourselves. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. I get you. Yeah. Thank you for that, Sharon. Let me just go to Jessica. Jessica, hi, how are you? Hiya. Uh, Jessica, I didn't really want arguments today in the air, and I'm, thankfully we haven't had much arguments. But do you do you believe that, you know, the vaccines should be mandatory in schools, the MMR? Well, no, because, like, just because you don't get a job in your arm, that doesn't mean your education should be affected. Like, it it does in some countries. No, that's what I mean. Like, like, at the end of the day, it is everyone's choice. Whether you choose it or not, you shouldn't be shamed either way. Hmm. I mean, we were shamed during oh. COVID, of course. You all would remember that. We were told we couldn't even go out. You weren't, you weren't even allowed to speak to people. You were like, you were treated like a, a leper if you didn't get the vaccine. Oh, stop. I tried to forget those three years. <laughs> I, <laughs> I think, every, like I think everybody tries to forget them <laughs> like they never happened. Hmm. But, but when it comes to the MMR vaccine, a lot of people would say that it's been a huge, a reasonable success over the last 35, 40 years, whatever it is that it's been around. So on those grounds, do you believe that... You no, know, I would... I would the, I'm you know, I'm probably people probably just say to me, Oh well you're young and dumb but I I'd have a lot of faith in the MMRs. Mm-hmm. Have them on myself now and maybe I'm just lucky that nothing nothing bad's ever happened to me. But Well nothing bad ever happens mean, to most people, thankfully. But some yeah, people so, think so bad happened to them. It's, there's no doubt about that. I I'm not gonna argue like that there that there is gonna be cases of, you know, side effects and whatnot, but mm. I mean I, I would trust them. I I ha- as far as I know now, I've had on mine, and I think I even got, I think I got the swine flu injection as well back in, I think, was it 2009, was it? Yeah, that, well, that was taken back off the market because it caused narcolepsy, so I hope, hope you didn't get narcolepsy, yeah. so well, they, no, they don't have that one anymore. Oh no, but I, I, even, I even remember saying to him about that one, I was like, well, why do I need to get it? Like, it's just oh, but here's the thing, we, we, we were told, well. we were told at the time by Tony Holohan, who was, you know, the, the, the chief medical officer, uh, back when the swine flu vaccine came out, take it, it's perfectly safe. And yet they took it off the market a couple of years later because there was cases of narcolepsy that were taken to the Irish courts. They were only paid out there recently, about, going back a couple of years ago. Yeah, but now, so, look, now luckily, you know, I don't, I, I don't think you ever get much kind of side effects or cases like that when it comes to the measles one. Because I, I know for a fact, if I had a child, the last thing I'd want them to get is any sort of illness, and especially measles, because it's not, it's not nice. Well, well no, it's not nice, but there, there was a case many years ago, you know, that, you know, parents, and particularly my parents at my age, they kind of encouraged you to get them. If they heard of somebody having the measles or chicken pox or whatever it was, they'd nearly go and rub you off them just so as you get it and be done with it and let your body build up its own immune system, because that's essentially what a vaccine does. Yeah. You know. 
Anyway, uh, thank you for that, Jessica. Let me just go to Marion as well. I've come to Bernie too. Marion, hi, how are you? How are you doing, Niall? Thank you, you so much for, for letting me on. I've, oh, I have so much to say, and I know you don't have the time, but in relation to the MMR uh, vaccine, I had measles as a child, and mm -hmm. I didn't die. But as a young mother, I allowed fear drive me to give my children the MMR, and I will never forget the reaction my son had. What, what, what he, was the reaction? What, what happened to him? He screamed, and it was an agony scream for half the day, nonstop. Okay. My mother was passed. I had no one there. I walked up and down my, my sitting room, crying my eyes out. What have I done? What have I done? Praying to God. And since COVID, I then took a deep dive. I asked both my son and daughter. They're now, you know, adults. Yeah. I asked them both not to take the COVID vaccine. Unfortunately, they did. And my daughter had a very, very bad reaction to it. I then obviously started looking up information and discovered that in the state they had put in a freedom of information request to the FDA for the Pfizer documents that they used to approve the vaccine. They wouldn't provide the information under the freedom of information, which is a legal requirement, so they had to be taken to court. And a group called Public Health and Medical Professionals for Transparency organized the court case and there's a lawyer called Aaron Theory who took the court case and the FDA wanted 75 years to release this information. Now we were lucky here. Yeah, you know why they want we 75 years because they want to make sure you're all dead we, before you get it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We were not forced okay. to actually get this vaccine but I would ask everybody please go on to PHMPT which is for public health and Medical Professionals for Transparency, phmpt.org. And when you get onto that website, go up to the Pfizer 16 Plus and click on that. And then in the search field, enter 5.3.6. That's a document that will appear up. And what that document shows is the first three months adverse reactions from the emergency use, which covered from December 2020 to, excuse me, to only the 28th of February in 21. But Marion, this, I'm Marion, I don't want to, I don't know you in time, but this is all related to COVID, isn't Very it? Very quickly. Yeah. On page seven of this document now, in yeah. three months later, there was 1,223 deaths from that vaccine. Or deaths and related to the vaccine. Now this, you're talking about COVID-19, by the way. I the COVID-19 yeah. vaccine. Okay. And, and by the way, I'm not discounting any, any of the stuff you said. I've read numerous things about the COVID-19 vaccine. I've read numerous studies about young men, you know, mitochondriitis and all those kind of the different things, the stories that are out there. And, and, and there is no doubt that many people have been damaged by the vaccine. And we, we also have to look at the pros and the cons. But, but Marion, I, I want to get back to the MMR very quickly if I can. Yeah, absolutely. The MMR vaccine has been, around, has been around for a long time. Now, there it has, is, yeah. absolutely. And... Again, it's another website for parents. Ask the question. So the number one question to ask is, you know, is the, does the manufacturer stand over the vaccine? The MMR was around when the 1986 Vaccine Injury Act was implemented. And the reason that act was implemented was because the vaccine manufacturers were losing so much money because the vaccines were so unsafe, they were being and the MMR but, hey, but here's the thing and can I just say something to Marion I understand that but, you, but the experts will tell you that the reason that they they basically will take governments 
uh, are the ones that end up having to pay out and not the pharmaceutical companies. Because if you released, let's say you, you injected a thousand people and let's say two of those people got a very bad reaction to the vaccine and two of those people sued the pharmaceutical industry. That would negate any profit they make out of the other 998. So that's why governments have to stand, step up to the plate and basically pay. Because the, if we didn't do that, the pharmaceutical companies would never be able to make vaccines. Because even well, if you have one claim in a thousand, it's probably enough money and a payout to, to destroy any profits that you've made from the other, the other 999. So that, that's why governments have to do that. It's, it's, not, it's not just because we recognise the fact that there are injuries, and we do recognise the fact there are injuries. Of course there are. Absolutely. Yeah. Can I ask with regard to how many people realise who are using these MMR vaccines? First and foremost, I had measles as a child. I survived. Yeah. There are, are, as did are I. absolutely peer-reviewed studies who have proven that, that have proven that getting measles and mumps and childhood in, in illnesses actually increases... And, and that, that's good for us in the Western world, Marion. I'm, I'm, I'm not denying that, but for healthy people. But, you know, the main reason for vaccines is for those people, like, for example, children who can die from measles, who can die from mumps, who but can die from chickenpox, are children who are undernourished, usually. Children who have other... In the Western world, Niall, and, and no, no, no. What I'm, what I'm saying is, in, even in the Western world as well, we do have children who are immune compromised. We do have children in this world or in the Western world who are malnourished. We do have children who have other, you know, complications in their lives, be it asthma or be it diabetes or whatever it is, who can can be at a higher risk. And the reason we have vaccines is to protect those more than protect the average child. If that's the situation, then why do they put aluminium into the vaccine? They don't. Why they remove, do they they removed the aluminium and mercury years no, ago. It's, no, it's still in the vaccine. Look up the ingredients. You look yeah. up the, the patient information okay. leaflet. Okay. They also have, on the MMR vaccine, they have uh, aborted fetal cell remnants. Now, that's, that's, that's not... Mar I know, Marion, if we're going to go down that route, then see it loses credibility completely in the argument. I've read that story a million times. And if you look at the original testing that was done, it was done on the, the, the cells from a, what's called an umbilical cord or the something like that, or whatever it was. Yeah, but that was, that, was, that was years and years ago, Marion. That they don't, they're not pulling fetuses out of people now and testing vaccines on them. That's not true, Marion, or making vaccines out of them. It, it, it's not used, true. It, it was, there, it was cells that were originally used when they were developing the, it was cells that were originally used when they were developing the Stanley, vaccine. Stanley Plotkin, the, the, okay. the, the man who wrote the vaccine. Okay, Marion, I'm, I'm not going down the road of talking about fetuses being used. All right, I'm not, I'm not going to, if we want to have a logical conversation about generally speaking about vaccines, we can, but I'm not going into individual bits. Now, I've, I've allowed you to speak quite for some time, Marion, and I don't want to cut you off and I don't want to be rude, but I don't want to go down uh, that route, okay? Okay, can I actually say he admitted it under... A, Absolutely, a I'm not denying it, but I'm just saying it was many, many years ago and there were cells that were used when they were researching and developing the vaccine, many, many years ago. It's not, it, one that, uh, to suggest that every vaccine nowadays has, you know, fetal cells every in it vaccine, from an abortion is nonsense. Them, not every vaccine, okay. no, All right. not every vaccine. It's only okay. some, and the ones, I'll actually send you the link, and they okay. actually have it as a code. And I'll send you the link to the deposition, which is the legal okay. testimony, and the and the relevant vaccines that it is contained in. Okay, Marion, thank you for that. I have to go to Bernie before I finish up today, because I'm way over time, as most people can see, we don't normally go on this long. Uh, Bernie, hi. Hi, Niall. Um, Bernie, before we start, before we start, just before we go any further, you're the last caller on the air today, okay? Um, <clears throat> let me just get clear my throat here for a second. 
Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Bernie from Galway. Happy birthday to you. 65, Bernie. I shouldn't be telling people your age. And by the way, happy birthday too to one of our producers here, old mate. He's celebrating his birthday too, but he doesn't know who old he is. You know, that's a lie, by the way, can I point out that he said, pretends he doesn't know who old he is. He does know who old he is. He just pretends he doesn't. Thank you so much, Niall. That was so nice. Thank you're, you're so welcome. I'm embarrassed. You're embarrassed now. Okay, final, final, you're the final caller today. Uh, Bernie, do, do you think that, you know, mandatory vaccinations in schools is a good idea? When it, you're a nurse. You should know these things. When it comes to the MMR vaccine, should, do you believe it's necessary to make it mandatory in schools? No, I think it's my child, my child, my choice. Mm. So That's my simple answer. Um, uh, I know there's a lot of issues. I know that a lot of children have come in from other countries who haven't been vaccinated to the same level as our own children are. Um, and that choice should be offered to those parents once they get here, you know, like um, because they didn't maybe get a chance to follow up in their own countries. And I think they should be looked at and asked would they like to give them those vaccines? Maybe they're not in their countries. But for me personally, I always made the decision myself. I wasn't going to be coerced or told your child's life is at risk because I did go through all those childhood illnesses myself and survived. I have a brother who obviously didn't didn't do too well with measles. He got meningitis and it didn't turn out to what he's still alive. But you know what I mean? There, there was one small risk out of a family of 12. There only one person <clears throat> didn't do too well with the immune system. Um, but he's, you know, we did fine. Overall, we See, did fine. I think what's happened is, Bernie, during COVID-19, there was a lot of misinformation given by our own government and by the pharmaceutical industry in relation to the vaccines that were provided. The information, like, for example, if you get this vaccine, you won't get COVID. That turned out to be incorrect. If you get this vaccine, you won't transmit the disease. That turned out to be incorrect. If you get this vaccine, you know, everyone around you is protected. That turned out to be incorrect. So when you give out incorrect information and then start correcting it afterwards, people then lose trust. And I think that's what's happened. And then we've seen a downturn in vaccinations, you know, for children because people have, they, they don't trust the government anymore. I mean, you know what, in the, the previous caller to me, I have to say that girl has done her research and I admire her for doing it. I do, I, have, I do. But some but, of the stuff, I've seen some of the stuff in relation to the fetuses, yeah. the aborted fetuses. That was a yeah. story from many, many years ago where cells were used to develop the vaccine. I read the story at the time. Like, and that gives the impression to people that a vaccine that's given to their child today contains an aborted fetus cell. That, that's not the case. Yeah. No, and, and look at Niall. It's my, uh, you bring the child into the world and you're, you, put, you, you should have, have the decision making to make the decision sorry, yeah. that your child receives the, the vaccines that you feel are appropriate and safe because you know your family... Um, you know how your family's immune systems are. You've been, you've grown them since birth. You know. So if you really feel that the, you know what, the MMR is not for my children, or they have been exposed, or they, I feel that they have enough from me and my husband. Well, that's your choice completely, and I absolutely respect your choice. Mm -hmm. I shouldn't have it shoved down my neck and forced against will because we don't know how your I can't tell you how your immune system is going to respond to anything. No more than when we all got COVID, none of us knew exactly how it was going to interact with our own body but we were forced kind of but to here's take the thing. it. Are we to, no, most yeah. people going to be on today don't agree with the idea of mandatory vaccinations right? They don't think it's wrong right? Yeah. So most people do. But during COVID half the population if not more than half were quite happy to ostracise the rest of the population for not getting vaccinated and agreed with yeah. the, they were all delighted with their little passports going up to restaurants and bars and leaving the unvaccinated, unclean people outside. They were quite happy to do that. They didn't care. 
But yet, here they are now saying they don't agree with mandatory vaccinations. People are very easily, you change their minds when they're under pressure. Yeah, but no, I, I mean, I seriously didn't want to take those bloody vac- the COVID. I, I never I, I, I regret it so much, by the way. Can I just point out? I regret uh, it. Me too. Me too. And, and, and the only reason I took it is because I had a newborn grandson who yeah. I, I wasn't allowed to visit in the hospital. The only reason I took and, it was because uh, I wanted to go to Florida and I needed to get on an airplane. Yeah. You know, like we took it for stupid reasons, but I can't honestly tell you it hasn't glitched my immune system because I am sicker than I ever was before. Yep. I was never this, you know, getting flus and colds prior to this. And yep. now I'm getting I know, I, I'm exactly cancer. the same. I, uh, all my life, touch wood, thankfully, I've never been in hospital in my life, ever. And all my life, I've very rarely ever got colds and flus. And by the way, doctors have told me it's because I have alopecia. And because of alope- alopecia, it's an overactive immune system, which means that the, the, yeah. the, the upside of that is that I get less coughs and colds. But since I've taken the COVID vaccines, now it could be just a correlation, uh, I've had more colds and coughs than I've ever had in my whole bloody life. Exactly. Like my, like you, I have alopecia. I, my immune system was always fighting the least thing. And it'd be, you know, you'd never, like you, I never had a cough or a cold. And I worked in a hospital where there was a lot of bugs. Yeah. And yet, as soon as I got COVID, since I've had COVID, my immune system has gone to nothing. Now, I wrote to that professor, what's his name, that professor, Luke O'Neill, Asking him before I went, I asked for his advice. I wrote directly to his email and he told me I was 100% safe. Now I'm completely at sea because I asked for the best opinion before I went ahead. And here I am now with a kind of a a dodgy immune system ever since. And it was fine before that. So I can't, uh, you know, it's up to us to do our research. That's all I say. It absolutely is. Listen, Bernie, happy birthday on your birthday, 65. When is your birthday, by the way, in a few days, isn't it? Yeah, Sunday. Okay. <laughs> Another milestone. There's no turning back, Bernie. You're on the last <laughs> the last hurdle. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to enjoy this one. Thank you so much. All right, okay. The one thing I'm sure of, Bernie, is I'll never catch up on you. You know what I mean? I'm just, just, I'm just saying. <laughs> Animated uh, suspension, you never know. All right. Th- thanks, Bernie. See you. There you go, Bernie, celebrating her birthday. And yes, happy birthday to our own producer, old mate. Um, who is also celebrating his birthday. He won't tell us how old he is. I, he says he's 43 or 44. He's in a year now. He says he's 43 or 44. I think he's probably about 47, if the truth be known. I think he lies to me about his age. Because if you've seen a picture of him, you'd say to yourself, not a day under 50. And <laughs> anyway, some of the WhatsApp messages coming in. I don't have time to read them all. Roseanne Dolan is talking sense to somebody else. Somebody says, Niall, you're right. I was listening to that girl right up to the point that she turned around and talked about the aborted fetuses. Uh, I lost interest at that point. I think let's, you know, if we want to have a debate and we want to talk properly, and I respect everything that she said, by the way, Marion, that was on there. Uh, and look, go to the information and get the information she talks about. Well done to her. Well done to anybody who does research. But always be careful what research you do get, by the way. Um, okay, Brenda says, yes, not. it's up to the parents to go and do some research. If someone goes, if something goes wrong, it's them that will get the blame. They signed, they informed consent, didn't they? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, I work in a daycare and five years ago we had mumps in the building. One child who was unvaccinated got it. Uh, that was all, she was excluded for 10 days and all was fine. Um, and that comes in from WhatsApp message. And by the way, I, there you go. I've never heard of a case of mumps in Ireland. I thought it had long gone, but you might have still one or two. Dave says, no, kids have to be vaccinated to attend a crash. I had to show proof that my little fellow was vaccinated when he started. Lowe says, uh, those that want to follow the experts can take as many vaccines as they deem necessary. No need to worry about uh, those that do not. People say that, yeah. Why are you bothered with us? 
Chickenpox causes shingles later years for some I am one. Um, now, there's a whole confusion about chickenpox and shingles. I won't get into it right now. I don't have too much time. But they, you have to have had chickenpox to get shingles. And it stays in the back of your thing. It's not that it causes it. It's the same virus. It's just later in life it comes back as an adult. So if you don't, if you haven't had chickenpox as a child, you will get chickenpox as an adult. But if you've had chickenpox as a child, you won't get chickenpox as an adult. You can get shingles, which can be quite dangerous, by the way. I had shingles about four or five years ago. And there is an increase in shingles at the moment. Um, but chickenpox and shingles are more or less the same virus and they're stored in the back of your spine, as far as I know. So to say that chickenpox causes shingles is not really correct because chickenpox technically is shingles. Um, it's the same virus. It just comes back again when you're an adult, when your immune system goes down or you go to a particular bad period in your life, maybe. Um, they should never be mandated. No childhood vaccine has ever been tested against normal saline placebos. Oh, Jen, that was, she was on earlier on. She's a nurse. Uh, Liberty says nothing should be mandatory. Yeah, a lot of people completely disagree with the mandatory aspect. But thank you very much indeed for everybody who got on. I, there was loads of messages there from Jessica, Maureen, Tara, Barbara, James, everybody. I don't have time to read them all. Trump. See, I told you we'd make it available because so many people have an interest in it now because we got a complaint about Trump. Our little bobbleheady Trump. Isn't he one? Look at him. Isn't he wonderful? Okay. Well, he is now available if you go to the NileBoylan.com website. There's a shop. You'll see shop. You can get your own Trump. Now, when you're ordering it there, it's actually coming from the United States. All right. So you're ordering it to a website in the United States. We put a link up in a shop in our shop. If you go to the shop on NileBoylan.com, you can get your own Trump. Stick him in your car. Like put him on the dashboard of your car or the back of your car and piss everybody off. All the lefties. <laughs> he's the Trumpinator and he's our mascot. He stays there. He's going to be there for the next year at least until Trump becomes the president. When Trump becomes the president. So um, get your own Trumpinator. He's lovely and he's good quality by the way. It's made of steel. It's not plastic or anything like that. It's actually made of steel. It's really good quality. And you can get it on our website, nileboylan.com. Take your friends to get it. Buy it for somebody. Really like Valentine's Day present, but wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? For your husband or something. Don't forget, thank you very much indeed to everybody who supports us. Thank you. We got a donation there yesterday, which we were extremely grateful for. Uh, I can't obviously mention who it is because there's GDPR issues around that, but thank you very much to you. You know who you are who donated. And I really, really appreciate it. We appreciate it here because, as I said, we don't get paid for doing this every day. We give everybody a voice. You may not agree with a lot of people that were on the show today. You may agree with some of them. You may not agree with all of them. But everybody gets a voice, uncensored, on the show. Don't expect to come on unchallenged either. You will get challenged as well. But as a platform to let everybody on. Do you think all of those people would be allowed to say that in the Joe Duffy show or on radio? Of course they wouldn't. All those things that were said today. So we give people that opportunity to come onto this show. And we want to continue doing that. So please, please support us. Go and subscribe on the website, nileboylan.com, or if you want to, by the way, you can give us a donation. If you don't want to subscribe, you can just give us a one-off donation, five euro, five million euro, whatever it is. Please do it because it helps to support us to continue to do this every single day. Without that, we can't do this. We can't pay the bills. We don't get paid for doing it, but we need to pay the bills. The electricity, the uploading, and all that kind of stuff. Thank you to everybody for supporting us. And every day, those who support us, by the way, we pick one random person who, who donates or subscribes and we, give, we don't give them one of them. No, we don't give them a Trump. But we give them a mug. A Nile Boylan podcast mug. Show them. One of those. 
All right. So please subscribe on the website. Look, we've gone. This is the we could have gone the show for four or five hours today. Thank you to everybody for supporting us. Please try your best to support the show. The stream is working really hard. People putting the calls on, putting all the production together, all the camera, this, everything. It's like it's hard work every single day. And we don't get paid. But we do want to pay the bills so we can keep doing it. And we have a plan. But we can't do the plan at the moment because we can't afford to do it. And that plan will make this show bigger and better and make sure that it's people around who are important are listening and waking up. So please support us to make it better. Go to our website and subscribe to us. It's five ninety nine plus tax a month. That's all. It's only the price of a pint of beer. Expensive pint of beer, but a pint of beer nonetheless. Um, and that's all we're asking you for. Once a month. Or if you just make a donation. Make a donation of a fiver even. If you don't have the money, just a fiver will do us. Go to our website, nileboylan.com. Do it now. Thank you. We'll talk to you again on Monday. But tomorrow, I'm going to be playing a special interview with Ivor Cummins and Dermot Dorgan all about COVID-19 and how the government completely overreacted. Talk to you again tomorrow after 12. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Podcast. Listen live on Facebook, YouTube and all the usual live stream services. To get in touch, just WhatsApp or text 085 100 2255. The Niall Boylan Podcast. They told me to shut up. Available for download from all your usual platforms.